a Highline podcast. said thank you for choosing whiskey bench <laughs> uh, thank you for choosing whiskey bench how may i take your order <laughs> every time about the time when i worked at a bank i uh you know you have like a standard response when you answer the phone oh yeah and i answered it and i said thank you for calling us bank this is Catherine speaking how are you feeling <laughs> instead of how can i help you <laughs> <laughs> and all the other tellers looked at me like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it was really funny. I'm pretty uh, sure I just hung up or they hung up. Oh, oh right. You're like panic. Hang yeah, up. I was like, uh, what did I just do? <laughs> well, regardless, thanks for tuning in, guys. Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yes. We are here on Friday, March 18th. Holy moly. If you can believe it. March is almost over. I can't believe it. Maybe that's a bad perspective. March is in its early um, endings. It's a full moon. Oh, I, uh, wait, wait. Okay. Someone was just talking about how like there was a weird moon thing going on with extra long moon cycle or something. You know what? I don't know the specifics about that, but I did notice because my lunar calendar said the full moon was the night between the 16th and 17th. Uh-huh. But then other calendars said it was the 18th. And it's just like a big fucking moon. So for like three days. Oh. So I don't know. What did they, did they ex- say why? No, we were just kind of jump joking about like Jupiter rising and, or something. And, right. And I was like, what does that mean? And he was like, <laughs> I don't know. I just heard it from somebody. Yeah. Well, in the uh, southern sky right now, you can see, uh, Although it's kind of, well, right at dusk before the moon's fully risen and the st- it doesn't wash out the stars, you mm-hmm. can see uh, the winter triangle. What does that mean? In the south. I don't know. It's just like a it's like, three. It's like a notable little constellation of three oh, that's awesome. planets. Yeah. If you can identify Orion's belt, it's like a sideways. <sighs> Which I can't without my handy dandy oh. app. Night sky up. You know, that's the only one, that will, I guess, the Big Dipper, but Orion's Belt's the only one I can ever really identify easily. To be fair, I've never tried to actually learn where to identify it. I was like, I know where the North Star is. I'm set. See, I don't even know. I can't find the North Star. So there you go. We all have our. <laughs> See, we all have our strengths and weaknesses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My weaknesses are everything except for finding the North Star. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hire me, guys. That's my qualifications. <laughs> All right, do it. Hold, oh, that was loud. <laughs> that was a loud one. Sorry, we burst your eardrums there. Oh, uh, you know finger. what? I did have a beer last night, St. Patrick's Day, which was great. I actually nice. had two beers after work. But, but I'm in the mood. It's a, it was a long week. Mm-hmm. So nice, a nice cold beer is amazing. Totally. Provided by Cat this evening. What are we drinking, Kat? We are drinking Mountain Walking's Grazing Clouds, 
which is a northeast style India pale ale. Hazy. Big old hazy boy. Oh, and I think it's my favorite hazy, at least produced in Bozeman. Yeah, I like the grazing clouds. This is relatively new-ish, right? Yeah, maybe a year. Yeah. Which in the, you know, Bozeman scene, that's pretty fresh. Totally. Their June grass was the one that they had for a while mm-hmm. when I first moved here that I loved, but grazing clouds is quite good. Look at that. Like, I should probably put this through, like, a water filter. It's, it's like, hazy and chunky. <laughs> is it chunky? I can see the particulate, <laughs> and I love it. Oh, it's delicious. It's like how I like my kombucha. I like my kombucha with some texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Get a little about that slimy scoby. It's yeah. good for you. Yeah. You got to get the mother yeast. Mm-hmm. Totally. Or no, what did you you call it? Mother yeast? Yeah, mother yeast. Mother yeast, yeah. yeah. Almost gather, gather around for a taste of mother yeast. <laughs> no, but honestly, guys, it's such a nice, refreshing beer. And as the weather is warming up and these days are longer, not really, but, you know, are. They are longer than they, they, by minutes, but, yeah. but then we fake it. Yeah, exactly. So it's <laughs> you know, it's kind of all a a lie. But we mm. haven't recorded with the sun out in like six months or so. Holy moly! So no, I think you're right. Quite nice because we haven't recorded in two weeks, and uh, we had the time change. Yeah, last Sunday. This Which is the it- delight. I knew it was coming and it still caught me off guard. It always does. I woke up and I was like, I'm so fucking tired and I've accidentally slept in, but I hadn't. Right. It's just the government tricking me. Well, <laughs> I actually like, because I use like my analog alarm clock. Right. I didn't change it. Oh, right. Yeah. It's just like, it messes you up. You're like, you wake up, you feel tired. Check your phone. Something doesn't seem right. right. You're like, Wait a second. You're like, this alarm has been right every day for the last four months. Uh, yeah. So I guess I think this is the second. Yeah, this is the second time we featured mountains walking. Yeah, we had the uh, chopping wood purple yeah, rice lager, which was delicious. Oh yes. Um, and I don't know. We both just really like mountains walking, so we'll probably end up featuring them. Heck yeah, a bit. All of them. So, do we have any um, pressing updates in the life of Cat and Steven? Just fun stuff? Yeah. Fun stuff. Excellent. <laughs> What's new with you? Uh, as far as fun stuff goes, I bought a sewing machine. Oh, I can see it. Nice. L- look at her. Look at her. Look, she's a beaut. Real good looking. She's real. Sleek. Real, real nice Swedish lady. Aha. Uh-huh. Like the gray. Nice yeah, it's white on the front. I didn't know. I was like, I thought I thought they were all white. I just assumed that you only got white. Um, you got like a cool machines. stone gray. Yeah. It's like white on the front and stone gray on the back. But she rips. Nice. And you know what? We're not sponsored by Skillshare, but shout out to Skillshare. Because <laughs> uh, I signed up for Skillshare like a, probably a year and a half ago using another podcaster's promo code. And I still have it because I just like it. There's so much good stuff on there. And so there's like a lot of great sewing classes, like master class kind of style courses. And so I've had a lot of free time. I've been sitting when I do have time at night, like listen to a podcast. And it's like. What are you working on right now? 
straight lines. Okay. We're just, and uh, yeah. no, 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 I'm learning some basic stuff. Um, nice. I sewed a canvas tube and made a plan tube, right. which is in the corner, I think. Um, yeah, it's good looking. And then just been working on some basic stuff. I got a shirt pattern because I want to start actually making clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I got a bunch of like ripstop coming. I'm going to make like simple like packing cubes for backpacking and stuff like that. Oh, nice. Just kind of start simple, easy projects. Yeah. If I mess it up, it's like just a little bit of fabric. Work your way up to the cushion. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. The cushion. Okay, this is a whole other topic. <laughs> the cushion is a wild goose chase right now. It's a Why? whole It's a whole thing. Oh, no. The buttons. Torna's helping refurbish a chair for me yeah. that I, a beautiful, potentially expensive, yes. unique chair that I scored that was under snow in some like stoner guy's backyard yeah. and I scored it and Torna's helping me refurbish That's it. She- Gave me in like June of last year. That's true. It is but true. But it's okay. I'm not paying you either. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I will. It's been a really, it's a really fun journey. And so like, <laughs> I'm learning a lot because it's like, I kind of had to learn how to sew so I can like do this cushion. And then it has buttons. And so I need cover buttons, which is like fabric that goes over a little button. Oh. But I've ordered like four different brands of cover buttons and none of them work. So I need to find an upholsterer that can do them for me. Oh, wait, what do you mean? So they match? Yeah, so you like you can put the fabric over the buttons because it had those four buttons in the seat that like yeah give it like a ripple look right and like presses are expensive but like they're I know I went into the sewing store last weekend and talked to the ladies there and then they <laughs> gave me a list of people I should call oh boy so I'm working on that part of it <laughs> but I have the cushion sewn it's like together and then I also like. Got to teach myself, or I still need to do it, teach myself how to read. The backing? Yes. Yeah. That sounded really funny. Guys, I know how to read. He knows how to read, This he's learning how to read. Read, as in, <laughs> like, the woven weed, weed? <laughs> the woven reed sheeting that is used sometimes for, like, chair backs or accents, it's cool. door panels. So that's, like, a whole thing. You have to, like, soak it in water for a few days. Oh, wow. And then press it into the channel, and then you have to soak the reed. It's cool. So I get to learn all these really cool techniques <laughs> doing this chair, but I'm just um, a bad friend, and no, it takes me, no, no. takes me a year. It's okay. <laughs> it's all good. It is all good. It's going to be fantastic. It's going to look cool. Yeah. I did, two weeks ago, take apart the whole back, sanded it all. I drilled out all the old pens, and I redid the back. So it's like sanded and re-glued together, ready to be reeded. Okay, nice. And then stripped it of like that chipping, like vinyl gold that, like that it gold had on paint it. paint that it had yeah, on it. Yeah, and then yeah. I had to teach myself how to polish steel. <laughs> so that, I've been working on that. You're a very good friend. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I like furniture. This is, this is good for me. I want to do this. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's like a fun little project. Mm-hmm. I spotted a uh, gin today that maybe I'll give you as payment no, for this yeah, yeah. project. I mean, you already bought me a bottle of gin. <laughs> well, that was like for, you know, no. whiskey bench. I have to contribute something financially, <laughs> but I discovered you, this you gin. You contribute plenty of brain. <laughs> I, uh, I discovered this gin today, a Montana gin that has been, I think, aged in whiskey barrels. It has this beautiful, like, mm. amber color. That sounds really good. Yeah. Is it from Spotted Bear? That kind of sounds right, but I don't know. I don't mm. remember who it's from. But it's a, it's a local distillery. That sounds amazing. I always forget to look at the Montana mm. stuff because they don't just put like the Montana whiskey in the whiskey section. 
It's like on its own shelf with right, yeah, all of that's the Montana right. stuff. So yeah. I go in there and I'm like, I'm going to look at the whiskey. I'm going to look at the tequila. Yeah. They, we're both talking about the same store too, aren't we? Montana wine. Montana wine spirits. Yeah, yeah that yeah. place is great. It's really good. Although today I've always gone in there and like I go in and I'm like, yo, I'm cooking this mm-hmm. and I'm looking for something from like this region and they can like nail it. Right. And they, yeah. I always learn something like they're great. Right. Today is not that day. It's like no one was working. They just had one guy and he was nice, but he didn't know anything. Yeah. And I was really disappointed. You got to get the guy that's like the owner. Yes. He the knows. Frenchman. Yes. Yeah. He's like sometimes good. I go in there, ask him about one. And I'm like, dude, I got to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, I can't. I know. I've gone in there and been like, I'm trying to buy some, like, I'll just like describe the friend I'm trying to buy something for and they like nail it, mm-hmm. you know? But anyways, this, this gin looks really good. So I think I'll, I will purchase it soon so we can feature it on the show. Oh, that'd be delicious. We could just drink it straight. I'm down for that. Yeah. Uh, there's a cocktail and I forget what it's called. But it's just. It's a naked martini. Yeah. Is it just a naked martini? It's a naked and martini. It's just gin. It's just gin. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. It's literally like no, not no garnish even. It's just gin. Oh, yeah. There's also there's a couple other good stores. Uh, the the uh, new whiskey store slash bar oh. over at the market. I haven't been there is, yet. I just went there on last week. What do you think? Uh, the a lot of hype. Drinks were really good. Okay. Great drinks and then really nice liquor selection. Okay. They have a nice little store set up there. That's been good. Serve like oysters or something, right? I didn't see food menu. I just we oh. just went for drinks. Okay. Um. So unsure about that, but yeah, that was a nice. That was a nice thing. Nice. I need to check that place out. Also, went swing dancing on Wednesday night. Ah, fun. Didn't even know what was going on. I want to go swing dancing. It's Wednesday nights. Where? At the jump. Out Gallatin Gateway. <laughs> the former strip club, Buffalo Jump? No, this is a yes. different... Is that yes. what it was before? Yes, it was a strip club. Yep. Okay, I didn't know. Like, up until, like, whenever they opened the jump, like, a oh, year ago or nine like months ago. it's like a little, ago. like, restaurant and market right yeah. now. Yeah, it oh, used okay. to be. It was, like, this dying strip club. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, <laughs> over at the jump, there's dancing. <laughs> That's funny. A different kind of dancing. Yeah. All right, uh, nice. And so they do... <laughs> lessons from seven to eight that are beginner lessons that's awesome and then from eight to nine they do intermediate lessons and then nine to eleven open dance that sounds great and it's been going on for a couple months but just found out about it and it was like the best time i've had in a year totally and there was there was so i was gonna ask what's the crowd like like fun hundreds of people really just loving life and oh. dancing and having fun and it, it, for anyone that's listening and like doesn't dance or like poo-poo's it like there is this weird beautiful connection between people when you dance that like if you i can just say i'm like just standing on the sidelines and i'm and i'm looking and i notice like a girl that seems particularly good at dancing like two people that know how to dance that are interacting with each other there's like this completely intuitive natural cooperation it's like just like speaking a foreign language like finding someone who speaks the same language as you in a crowd or something yes like you don't have to know each other but But that's just it you wouldn't have to speak but it's more it's like you could be from different sides of the world right you know and it's just it's awesome yeah that's fun cool i want to check that out yeah you know i was just thinking and it's ironic because 
we're about to dive into all the doom and gloom of well, the world. Well, that's why I was like, this is, I wanted to talk good stuff because I'm like, yeah. I think the next few episodes are going to be kind of like downers. Total downers. <laughs> I know. And I, as I was driving over here, because I've been just feeling a little like. I've been funked. Me too, man. Yeah, me too. And I was like, do I just have chronic dissatisfaction? I think I do. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, no matter what happens, no. I'm like, mm, that's <laughs> still not there. But anyway, um, but I also was thinking like, I think I need I need like a break and I need to have beautiful moments in life mm-hmm. because I've been a bit like head down in the muck. Me too. With yeah. just like keeping <clears throat> up with stuff. Yes. And working too much. Right. It's like. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna sit down and sew, which has been really relaxing and beautiful. Yeah. Or like just the other, like dancing. Like yeah. whoa. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I need more of that. So come on down to the jump Wednesday night. Bring like everyone it. you know. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, should we? Uh, should we dive into the? Doom? I think. I think we. Sh- I think we should. Um, <laughs> yeah. We. Okay. Uh, I mean, we are drinking a beer, so it's kind of the the uh, the giveaway. But this is a news and brews episode. Right. I didn't know we were hiding that. <laughs> I, no, I don't think we were, but uh, we didn't say specifically because we're right. like, this is News and Brews, March 18th, 2022. Right. Right. So there there you go. There it is. 15 minutes, 20 minutes in, whatever. whatever. We're there. Um, <laughs> all right. We just, I, I have, we have to have the same story, right? We have to want to talk about the same thing. The giant spending bill? Oh, I was going to talk about Hunter Biden's this laptop, so this is perfect. Oh, good. <laughs> Different stories. Great. Never Thank mind God. then. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What do you want to start with? I feel like the Hunter Biden laptop thing is fairly brief. It's more of an update. Okay. Um, there's not a lot of details like out of what we kind of already had mentioned in previous episodes. Yeah, totally. But. Tell me. Okay. So, all of the drama last year with the Hunter Biden laptop. It's Russian disinformation. Russian disinformation quoted from the CIA. They're like, we know that this is Russian disinformation. Well, hold on. Well, it was ex-CIA. Brennan, right? Brennan? Uh, John Brennan? I think it's John Brennan. Yeah. He's sort of a piece of shit. (laughs) Sorry. Yeah. Blunt language, but he is. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. And (laughs) there was the whole, you know, our censorship episode. We were talking about how the story was covered up, censored, hardcore. Blatantly. Blatantly. Yeah. Oh, who was it that released it um, first? New York Post. Yeah, New York Post, right? Mm-hmm. And that was kind of a blemish on them as far as like- Their accounts were suspended. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and we, as we had mentioned before in the censorship episode, which I would say if you haven't listened is worth going back and listening to, is kind of a crazy thing to claim because it's like they are a media group like all of the other media groups that have a long track record and a reputation that they've built. Now, every media group has a different level of reputation, right? But, like, their vetting processes are their own, and they've held up no worse or better than any of these other groups, yet censorship made the decision that, like, no, obviously you don't have a good, uh, you know, means of vetting your information. Well, and they tried to claim that, like, Twitter, their excuse was that they didn't want to promote a story that the the information was obtained illegally. Yes. Which is like, <laughs> Which when one, has anyone cared? <laughs> yeah, it's like, one, how many, like, 
literal state secrets or mm-hmm. like IRS records. Mm-hmm. People's private financial tax records have been leaked by somebody anonymous and nobody cares, right? They yep. write big exposés. Yep. And the other irony was like the whole Russiagate collusion bullshit was propagated by every major media outlet for three plus years. Yep. And there were no qualms about like the validity of the dossier or and it turned out it actually was Russian disinformation. So the irony abounds with this whole story. Right, exactly. Which is another yeah. story that we didn't even talk about, like all of the, you know, the dossier stuff that's finally yeah. people are, you know, we should do a big one on three that. years later. Like, oh, yeah, I guess it was just like Russian disinformation that the Clintons paid for. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Literally on record paid for. Like, that's a whole nother thing. Billions of dollars of taxpayer money was spent on that shit show yeah that side show yeah anyways a whole nother thing right sorry but (laughs) now it was what the uh times yep times just like a week ago confirmed like yes the story is true which like washington post had already done or wall street journal had already done yeah you know national review had already written on it and they were like look we have really good grounds to think that this is completely and totally accurate well and there's an ongoing fbi investigation yeah exactly and so it's it's no. very interesting like in our circle of the world it's like we knew that it was legit from like the first week right but now it's actually coming to light yeah it says to something mainstream, right yeah it says something that the new york times like yeah. devoted ink to this story right yeah and it almost begs the question is there some more information coming out and they're getting ahead of it and they want to be like mm-hmm. they need to acknowledge it because i wonder yep. that i was like why are they acknowledging it now like to mm-hmm. your point other outlets acknowledge that there was an fbi investigation like shortly after the post originally reported yeah. on it right yeah. like that that's been known like over a year ago right right so it's like why it out came of the out blue, october 2000 it was just before the election Yeah, just before the election yeah um so 2019 yep yeah so Right. A while ago, right? Yeah. So, or excuse me, what am I saying? 2020. But still, like, it's 2022. So why did they randomly acknowledge what we've known? So I wonder if there's, like, a shoe's about to drop and they're getting ahead of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to say. That's where I want to I leave with this. Because, like I said, there's not much to add to it. But just kind of, you know, remind people that this is popping up again two years later. But, um, you know, part of the counter to that was, hey, you know. This is just, you know, the October surprise and it's just propaganda, you know, it's Russian propaganda. Yeah. None of this is true. It's not an issue. Fill in the blank. Which and Biden must have known that this investigation was going on. How could he have not known that his son was being investigated by the FBI and like talking with the FBI? I mean, the man's been in office for 47 years. I'm sure he has connections he in the FBI. Of course he knew. Right, exactly. You know, it's not the um, first time a politician's lied, but yeah. he lied. And there's a good chance that he knew that he was being investigated because, like... And he it, is kind of a part of it. He is kind of, he's kind of a big part of it. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> yeah, this is true. one of those things people were saying, like, none of this is an issue, fill in the blank. But, like, it's to a point where I think if anyone is saying that this is not legit, like, you need to seriously, like, please seriously think for a minute and realize, like, everything that came out with, like, the email communications with the story, pictures associated with that. Mm-hmm. Like, during the time that lines up with the emails, there are pictures of Biden with executives from the company that his son worked with. There are pictures of him with all sorts of officials. 
that are tied into these dealings. There's all of the recorded conversations of him talking about shady dealings in Ukraine, you know, talking about skimming from the big man and knowing that he has connections with people from China. Right. Extracting who knows how many millions and millions of dollars of profit yeah. from these companies. And this is all like 2017. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. He was he got assigned to the board of Burisma in prior to 2014. Mm-hmm. Prior to the regime change in Ukraine. The pro-Russian leader in Ukraine is the one. Right. Or his, maybe I'm getting my timeline wrong, but his... It was after 2014. It was after the regime change. But his, the pro, I'm going to forget, but we'll talk about this when we do the Ukraine mm-hmm. thing. But the pro-Russian president that got ousted in yep. the 2014 coup, his, one of his top officials, I forget what he was, secretary of something, mm-hmm. wound up leading Burisma. I'm going to get all these diesels wrong, so I shouldn't sure. even mention it. But basically, the pro-Russian guy is the one who helped facilitate this deal where Putin got put on the board of Burisma and was paid like tens of thousands per month to yeah, do not Putin. jack shit. Pro- no. Hmm? You said Putin was put on the board. Did I say Putin? Putin was not put on the board. Whoopsies. Hunter Biden was Hunter put on Biden. the board. <laughs> Sorry. But the 2017 thing is like, <laughs> from what I understand, the excuses, everything was like, all of this happened. Like the deal, some of the deals that were made where money was exchanged was in 2017. As the alibi, but like you're telling me that the man was in office and within a few months after leaving the White House had set in stone all of these deals with global leaders. Right. Like he he clearly was using his connections as vice president. Right. And interacting and setting up stuff for when he left. Right. Or somebody was using him to do that. I'm open to either one. Right. Um. (laughs) His son was using him to do right. that, I guess. And then on top of that, now yeah. we also know there's like other allegations with Hunter Biden and really gross things. Yeah. Um, pedophilia, all sorts of Ew. horrible. I haven't you know, even heard about yeah. that. But um, Also, the fact that he literally did leave his laptop. Mm-hmm. He left it at a random yeah. repair shop. Like, yeah. how high must he have been to do that? I mean, everyone's seen the pictures, right? Like, like I know like that's like a joke, but yeah. it's also like literally... You're the son of the former vice president yeah. of the United States, and you've been doing all of these deals to like influence pedal your name, mm-hmm. essentially. And you leave your laptop at a random repair shop mm-hmm. and forget about it. Clearly, he was still like using and abusing at that point. I, yeah. I I don't know what other excuse there would be other than like you're not coherent enough mm-hmm. to make rational decisions. And you know, just like I said, I, I know it's brief, but like just to wrap stuff up, like blows my mind to to look at this story and how it was covered up. And you have ex members of CIA with connections saying that it's not true. Which with those connections, like here's two options. The CIA is actually completely worthless <laughs> and they can't do their job because I guarantee like with what the CIA does, they should know if something actually is propaganda or not. Right. Or they're just f- flat out evil. No, they were just covering because they wanted to Biden to win the election. I mean, that is what it is. Yeah. And I'm not like pro Trump, but like that is no. 
absolutely, absolutely what their motivation that was. That was the motivation. Yeah. And it's clearly people need to like just I hope that people that were okay with the decision to censor and everything like that can be honest with themselves and say, we think that it is morally okay to lie for the greater good. Yeah. That's, that's all it is because that's, what, that's is. what they did. Yep. And polling now shows that like almost 20% of people that voted for Biden would not have voted for him. Had they, if, known. had they known that this was actually a legit thing. Right. And that he was abusing his power. Right. With foreign governments and extracting money. And we're not even just talking about like. We're talking about like shady, dangerous actors around the world. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which puts average Americans in danger. It does. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. You know. And so we'll see what comes out of this. Like, yeah, you know, we're talking, you know. Trump got impeached and all of that, like Biden should get impeached. Which Trump got impeached for a phone call <laughs> allegedly trying to pressure the Ukrainians to look into some of these shady business dealings. Yeah. Biden literally on film at like a public conference mm-hmm. talks about how he put pressure on the Ukrainian uh essentially like their top DA. Uh-huh. To, to not investigate Burisma, yep. the company his son was on the board of and was using as a way to like influence peddle mm-hmm. and funnel money. Biden literally said, like, if you if you if you don't stop this investigation, you're not going to get X amount of aid from the United States. And he bragged about it. Like, mm-hmm. it's a video you can yeah. find on you. Like, he bragged about it. Yeah. He's in a suit talking to a panel of people. Yeah. It's crazy. it's crazy. And so like the the Trump desire to investigate it was a concern of national security. Right? I I would say I think that truly, and right? probably also politically uh, yeah, motivated there's, there's of, politically of motivated course, stuff, right? You know, but but like Biden doing these things is a violation of national security. Yeah. I mean that's a good distinction. Yeah. Totally. And so it's like this one thing I'm like out with Biden. And I even think like, like you should just be thrown on the streets. I and I, you know I don't even. And even if you th- you find Trump's behavior unsavory and you kind of can't palate it, like fine. <laughs> but you can't have this kind of hypocrisy where like if that phone call is a problem, then Biden and his family's behavior is a massive problem. Mm-hmm. And like, how can you not acknowledge both? Yeah. So exactly. Yeah. Moral of this story is. Biden is corrupt and evil. Right. And dumb too at the same oh, time. Yeah, which exactly. Is, like frustrating. <sighs> it's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah. But like the thing is too, like I'm not saying that and being like, Trump is great. Like no. Pelosi, the Clintons, the the Trumps, the Bidens. You name it, high up, like the corrupt, the Bushes, honestly. The Obamas. Yeah. Totally. Like just frankly, I'm laying it out there. Like I think they are corrupt and I think they are evil. Like, I've, I've made that distinction. Like, the more I've learned about what they did, all of them, they are corrupt and they are evil. Yeah, I agree. That's my official statement. I like it. Yeah, yeah. Just so everyone knows where I stand. Like. Yeah. It's, and, and we'll dive more into this, too, like, with the whole, like, Russia and stuff. and Yeah. Putin's a war criminal and, like, oh, boy. Wait till you find out which one of our presidents are uh, war criminals. I know. I know. All of them since like World 
War Two. <laughs> I know it's quite bad, and before, but yeah, yeah. and before. No, it's yeah. I know it's a nightmare. Uh, shoot, I had one last thought on that. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it escaped me. You know, it's my fine. dad always used to say when you forget what when I would forget what I was going to say, he would say, "Must have been a lie." <laughs> <laughs> I always think that when I can't remember something. Must have been a lie. Must have been a lie. All right, we'll move on. Okay. Uh, Speaking of corruption, Mm. feeds in nicely to my item for tonight's news and brews. Uh, Congress, five months late, finally passed an appropriations bill for spending for fiscal year 2022. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be back to our conversation. If you like what you're hearing, help spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and one or two sentence review on your favorite streaming platform. Thank you to Reagan James for the use of our theme music, The Habit, off her album, Message. Find her work on Spotify and Apple Music. Thanks to the Highline Media Network for having us as a founding podcast. Here's a quick preview of a recent episode from our sister show, Keller's Couch. The amount of people who like didn't listen to music who are music majors is like what the fuck are you doing you yeah know? like it's like you don't have why time. are you here yeah yeah so much to do as a music major that's also why i didn't do music yeah. i was like god <laughs> yeah. no yeah actually when i was going through it i used to always say to my friends who were also music majors is uh, the best thing about going to school for music is they teach you how to hate music yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> Uh, yeah. Good stuff, Ryan. Yeah. Good stuff. Boy, howdy. I'm glad I dropped out of college, too. <laughs> yeah, look at this. We got a room full of dropouts. And now, back to our conversation. They were distracted for the first five months of their fiscal year. Their fiscal year starts, uh, what, October 1, I guess? Yeah, it's lined up a little bit September different. And September 30th, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... While everyone in Congress was fighting over Build Back Better, which, like, everyone knew wasn't going to pass, but they just thought they could, like, bully Mansion and Cinema into voting for it, which mm-hmm. it was like, the more you push, the you're pushing them out, not towards you. But anyway, um, so they're totally distracted by that. Didn't pass an actual budget. <clears throat> sort of extended the deadline so that the government w- wouldn't shut down. And then finally, uh, last week passed a $1.5 trillion omnibus, as they call it, because it's mm-hmm. just like full of everything, uh, spending bill. So $1.5 trillion, 2,741 pages long. Mm-hmm. It was officially released around 1 a.m. I forget what day of the week, like a Tuesday or something, and then voted on a couple days later, or like a day later. Mm-hmm. Um, so like nobody read it. Literally, the turnaround window, I think it was less than 24 hours. The turnaround window was so short, you like physically couldn't read that much, right? And, and staffers were probably, del- you know, assigned to read certain right, passages like, and stuff. Yeah, but you take pages one through 800. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? It's ridiculous. So, like, nobody, nobody has read the, f- the whole thing. No one who voted on it has read it cover to cover, right? Like, yeah. that was impossible, which is obnoxious. Because mm-hmm. it's our money they're spending. Yeah. And I would like them to at least know what is in it. This is like when uh, Nancy Pelosi said when they passed Obamacare, 
We have to pass it to find out what's in it. <laughs> like, I just, again, I don't know why all these people aren't just thrown to the curb. It's insane. <laughs> I mean, they should. I was actually, slight digression real quick. I was just, wa- I don't know, something on social media, like clips, a series of different clips, not even in one post, but just different posts of Pelosi and Biden and Blinken and all these people. And I was just like, it's a joke. Like, it's it's a clown show. Like, how are these the people? Like, I know in part it's just political messaging has been so dumbed down which maybe is like us as the consumers it's our fault maybe we're demanding that mm-hmm. but it's like it's shocking like how are these people ruling our lives like they're moronic like looking at what they say and what how they perceive the world yeah. and their understanding of the world i'm like i feel like if i went into like town and country and like found like some random 40 year old doesn't matter man or woman and was just like hey you should be president they'd probably be more capable that's how i'm starting to feel i'm like you've been doing this for 50 years and you don't know how anything works well because their entire worldview is about everything is about getting maintaining power and their position so their entire incentive structure has nothing mm-hmm. to do with you or I and everything to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. But their messaging is trying to twist that into being about us. So it's moronic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so back to this $1. $1. $1.5 <laughs> spending bill. It's really big. It's really long. It's really expensive. And no one read it before they voted for it. Um, and unfortunately, after about a decade ban, what are known as earmarks mm-hmm. are back. Um, which are basically just giveaways designed to garner support for the broader budget by basically handing out money to different Congress people for like their pet projects in their state. And I think it was in after 2011 it had been banned. This bill has more than 4,000 earmarks, mm. which is a lot. Ronald Reagan like didn't pa- didn't sign one of these spending bills because it had 150 earmarks. So <laughs> this has 4,000 yeah, earmarks. Yeah. Um, and the estimated cost is $8 billion. And it's estimated because the whole process is totally opaque. So like, it's really hard to actually get a clear idea of like, well, one, it's like I said, what is it over almost 3000 pages long. Yeah. So anyway, it's, it'll be, I'm sure in like another couple months, we'll have a better idea of it the extent of all the earmarks, but the initial estimate is 4,000 at $8 billion. And what some of these earmarks look like, we shared some of this on Whiskey Bench's social media, but I'll run down some of the really absurd ones. $800,000 for artist lofts in California. Like, what does that mean? I don't even know. Like housing for artists that somehow the state is paying for. $3 million for a museum dedicated to Gandhi in Texas. Uh, five hundred thousand to build a new ski jump in New Hampshire, five hundred thousand dollars. One point six million to ensure quote equitable equ- equitable growth of shellfish aquaculture in Rhode Island. Okay, I don't know what that means. That might be important. Maybe like eco thing. That you know that one. I'd equitable be, growth of I, I don't know. What, I don't, know what, I don't know what it means. Like that's one where I'd be like, okay, I'd, I'd like to know about it and then maybe they could just pass it separately just one why also does the federal government have to pay for this why can't rhode island pay for this yeah exactly why in a place like california 
that has some of the most wealthy people literally on the planet. Mm-hmm. Do we have to dole out $800,000 to pay for an artist to live in a state-sponsored loft? Right. It's insane. And, and it has, Probably a shitty loft, too, yeah. I bet. And the thing is, like, it, it's probably one loft. <laughs> it probably is one loft. Like, <laughs> it's not the, f- the amount of money, even, because, like, in this... In the scheme of things, of yeah, spending, it's not that much. It's I like know. not that much money, but that's a horrible mindset to have. Right, it is. It's a dangerous mindset to have. Yeah, yeah. You're like you're walking the Overton window away from what's normal. Yeah, exactly. If you accept that, yeah, yeah. And the main problem, so yeah, it, like anything, like in my mind, anything less than the absolute essential spending is just ridiculous. Well, and this is, you know, I mean, I think most Americans would be like, you know, most Americans here in Montana would be like, no, I don't want to help fund artist lofts in California. Mm-hmm. Or no, I don't want to help fund a random museum about Gandhi in Texas. Like, There's got to the be a lot of Gandhi museums. Well, again, and why Gandhi? I have no idea. In Texas? I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, I know a lot of Texans, and I don't mean this in an insulting way, but like, I don't think... Like Gandhi's on the top of their list. <laughs> I don't know. Of like super influential people. It's nuts. For Texas. Right. I I don't know. Yeah. And again, why do people from other states have to pay for that? Mm-hmm. I have no idea. Yeah. So your point is well taken about how it's kind of a drop in the bucket money wise. Yeah. But that's a dangerous perspective to have. And the real problem is just that it the whole process is so opaque that it's like ripe for corruption because there's literally no oversight. Like literally there's no mechanism for oversight and there's no mechanism for reporting on any of it. And that's why like, it's like maybe I should just start writing bills and be like, yeah, you know, funds for, you know, struggling podcasters and just (laughs) slip a couple million to us. Right. Like that has to be happening. Right. Dissemination of information through. Yeah. (laughs) Podcasters. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, there's literally no way, there's no website set up to track these earmarks. There's no public process for connecting the lawmakers that have made these mm-hmm. requests to the earmarks that are passed. So, like, I, you technically don't know who asked for, you know, whatever it is, $1.6 million for the shellfish in Rhode yeah. Island. You can obviously deduce, like, which person it is, but, like, it's a totally cumbersome, opaque process intentionally. Yeah. Because they don't want to be accountable. Again, like, we we needed to maybe do an episode on this because I am frankly quite ignorant on, like, a lot of the in and outs of how these things work. It's but, all like, very complicated. But why? Yeah. Why are you allowed to push a bill through that's going to be voted on? Like, shouldn't these be on the docket and you have... F- a month of prep at least oh totally well that's what's so frustrating about congress today is we've moved away even from just like individual bills everything's Mm -hmm. turning into this omnibus where it's like we put everything in one and then to get consents because we don't because frankly on both sides they know that a lot of what they're asking for they're never going to get a consensus on so they try to stuff it into the thing that they think will get passed and then to ensure it gets passed like the spending bill they to make sure they get support from like the one holdout from Rhode Island or from Texas or whatever, they are like, okay, fine, we'll fund your your random museum. Yes, I'll give you a couple million dollars for that. Just vote for this. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, it's literally just like coercion 
corrupt, self-serving coercion in broad daylight. Yep. And and so and that it we're was, all made accomplices and accomplices pay, and paying of. for too, yeah, yeah. which is so yeah. annoying, um, beyond annoying. But uh, in 2011, it had been banned because it had just reached this like crescendo of absurdity with what's referred to as like the bridge to nowhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't know all the details of that story. I probably should, but I don't. Um, but basically, it was l- like literally a ton of money was set aside as an earmark to build this bridge. And it, it, the project was never finished. And there's literally like, there are photos of this bridge that just like ends in a field. And it was like, you know, however many tens of millions of dollars was like wasted on this thing. And anyway, so it was just this like egregious example. There's another really egregious example. And we'll link to this in, t- in the show notes. Um, Reason magazine, the Libertarian mm-hmm. magazine, of course, has done some good reporting on this. Um, And I'll just read from one of the stories that we'll link to. It says, uh, one of the most egregious examples was $500,000 appropriated to refurbish entertainer Lawrence Welk's childhood home in Strasburg, North Dakota, a town of about 500 people. Another half million dollars was dropped on a planned teapot museum in Sparta, North Carolina. It was envisioned as a somewhat bizarre roadside attraction that would display the nearly 17,000 teapots amassed by a private collection. The intention was to lure passing tourists to the economically depressed town. Quote, we got 500000 out of $29 billion, then Mayor John Miller told the Los Angeles Times in 2006, shortly after the Teapot Museum was featured in, in uh, the Pig Book, which it, the Pig Book was one like, senator put together this book to note and highlight all of this like, grift through earmarks. Mm. So basically they called him out, so then he had to answer to it. And he said, quote, we don't think we broke anybody. The museum will bring more people to town. It will be a big boon if we can get it going. They never did. I was going to say, let me guess. <laughs> <laughs> they, they never did. Despite the federal earmarks and another, on top of the 500000 they originally got, another infusion of $400,000 from the state, the museum remains unfinished today. So this is just like one look, tiny example look, of what this looks like. The market is super inflated right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I could build a teapot museum for $900,000. <laughs> Yeah. I promise you that. Right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So anyone listening that is in need of a teapot museum to be built, I will do it. <laughs> there was another example in this story that we'll share where uh, some a congressman who basically his earmark was all this funding for a new road. And the road gets built. And it turns out, and it was random. It was like, why are you building a road in this random remote area? Well, it turns out he owned 500 acres mm. in this remote location. He, he and his wife owned. It had no road access. Yeah. So he got a paved road. After the road was completed, he sold the acreage because of the road. He made a ton of money off of the deal. Like again, like. Why the fuck are taxpayers paying so some random guy in a different state can make money yeah. off of a land deal? And I'm like. I- why doesn't that guy get thrown into prison for the exactly. rest of his life? Exactly. I'm not he even joking. It. He gets a pension like, that we pay for. For the rest of his life. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, it's gross. That they are stealing. It's stealing. And I'm not saying taxation is, is theft, which even though I would like, <laughs> okay, you don't have to go that far. Like, say, no, you don't. Say yeah. taxation if you think it's completely legitimate. Anyone that is 
partaking in these kind of behaviors is a thief. Right. And they are ruining people's livelihood by stealing money from them. Right. And they should go to prison forever. <laughs> totally. And, you know, if you were to add up the amount of grift in government spending, it adds up to a substantial amount of money mm -hmm. every year. And then think about if you were to, like, magically snap your fingers and redisperse all of that back to the taxpayers who funded it. It would be, it I mean, would make a difference in people's individual lives. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, looking at some of, like, the, the Festivus, um, Festivus posts, you know, like. Uh, Festivus for the rest of us. Yeah, yeah, no, but uh, I think that's what Rand Paul calls his spending grifting thing every year is the Festivus. Oh, does he? I, think he, I, I love think, that. I think that's what he calls that's it. That's great. Um, but, like, I've seen it, like. Correct me if I'm wrong, like $40 billion in like grift spending. I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's totally. so much money. It's a lot of money. I know. I know. Yeah. We have, again, I say this so many times. We have so much tax money available. Like it's not because the billionaires aren't paying their fair oh, share. Right. It's because the Bernie Sanders aren't doing their job. Right. <laughs> He's also a multimillionaire. It is, which is fine. I'm <laughs> I, he, that's great. It's fine until he starts painting himself as like yeah, the yeah average exactly, working exactly. Man. But like, I never like. No, that's true. I I I want to see as many people as possible become multimillionaires. That's awesome. Totally, no problem with that. But like, but don't pretend to be like a peasant he's from nineteenth century. He's Russia been voting or on these things, right, and spending. <laughs> like, right, he can complain about things not being taken care of and like all of these issues it's his fault that those things aren't being done yeah actually you want to know funny little aside literally something that is literally mm -hmm. his fault that directly impacts my job mm -hmm. which is interesting we've been pushing for this basically legislation that would reform how people approach remediation of abandoned mines like cleaning up abandoned mm -hmm. mines and right now, the way it works is if you try, basically, if you, like, you touch it, you own it. So if a private company comes in and says, like, we want to clean up this abandoned mine because, one, we could probably use some of the material that we mm -hmm. reclaim from it. And two, there's another purpose for this land. And right now it's sitting idle because it's this toxic dump right, that's exactly. polluting the environment. So a private company comes in and says, like, we have the capital. We have the technology. We can fix this. If they try to do that, they have to take on full liability, even for things that have nothing to do with their cleanup, but things from like literally a century ago. Mm. Right. So all of a sudden, so the liability is so big that these good Samaritans is what they're referred to as uh, don't ever like they're prohibited from actually making a difference because of the liability issue. So there's this legislation floating around that we were perk was supportive of that would it didn't go all the way we would like it to go, but it was a step and it basically would limit some of the liability on these private companies, which would then free them to do the remediation. Mm -hmm. We thought it was going to like actually move. And then literally Bernie Sanders, literally, <laughs> and then others in his progressive caucus don't, their only reason is they don't want any they don't want to lift any liability against private companies because they just have this animosity towards like private business. Mm -hmm. And in their mind, it's like de facto bad. So 
Anyway, well, it's just is, like, an, and is, so these lands yeah. are literally just going to sit idle. And there's like a ton of abandoned mines in the mm-hmm. West and they pollute a ton of water and it's, they're a problem. And the gov- federal government has a solution, but like it's backlogged by like billions and years. And, you know, it's just like a total nightmare and it's never going to get fixed in a timely manner. Yeah. Anyway, Bernie Sanders, I just last week I was like, fucking Sanders is yeah, just like yeah, totally. ruining my job. It's the thing. <laughs> He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about union workers. No, he doesn't. He just cares about their vote. Right. That is so true. Yeah. Because, like, given the opportunity, he would throw you on the street. Mm Mm-hmm. Totally. And it's not just Bernie, right? It's just, like, but, like... all of them. Again, like, we hear all of these people in power, Congress, Senate, complain about, like, the problems we have. It's their job to take care of that. Like, I don't know if people realize that. Like, they were voted in to run this country, and they complain about it not running. Like, that's what they do 24-7. <laughs> like, all Bernie does on his platform is complain about how the country doesn't run right. Right. But it's literally his job to do that. He's been in government for decades. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's just really funny. Totally. I mean, that's like one of these the the, the ironic yeah. questions in yeah. some of these states like California that are like a basket case and it's like how Democrats have been in power there for you know what since the 70s yeah so who's to blame because you've been u- implementing your policies since then and it hasn't it's gotten worse mm-hmm. in many regards so who's to blame for that it's not Trumpy Republicans, they have no power there. They haven't you know? been around that long. No, well, that, no. And then just Republicans more broadly, it's like they literally, like, they're not a part of the equation. So, yeah. You'd think more people would notice that, but I don't know. Yeah. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's, I, that's, that's my news and Bruce. No, that's great. It's good to know. Yeah. All sorts of fun things. Your tax dollars hard at work. I know. The next few episodes are going to be like that meme that was floating around. I think I sent it to you. It's the guy in the gas mask in the back of that Toyota, the Toyota of a war. And it's like, hey, buddy, I know things are really tough right now. <laughs> and then the next picture, it zooms in on his face. He's got a gas mask on. And he's like, but things are going to get way worse. <laughs> <laughs> that does sum up the trajectory of our episodes. That's right. We're going to try and be lighthearted. Like, Buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> Put your seatbelts on. Uh, oh, yeah, so we yeah. got a lot of fun stuff. But like, this is good. Like the spending bill and the whole uh, laptop and Biden and Ukraine. Like we're going to we're going to be doing a wrap up on our ideology. Um, series. Series. Just a little recap. Um, and then I think we're going to start diving into the Ukraine thing. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to go with that so maybe that's going to be our next series is this going to be multiple parts right that's probably a good idea <laughs> yeah that's probably a good idea totally yep and I've, I've i've just jumped into the rabbit hole of that whole history and whoo doggy that's there's, all i gotta there's say there's a lot to unpack there's a lot and to... i have been um unimpressed with how dogmatic both sides of the take spectrum mm-hmm. have been even the people who are offering nuance which yeah. i appreciate i think they get they get a little bit stuck 
Yeah. So I'm hoping that we can offer a more balanced, like fuller picture. Mm -hmm. And it'll take multiple episodes probably. Because <laughs> we have to go back to at least 1980. Sure. Oh, at least. No, Realistically, and I think, World War II. And I think to understand Putin, you have to go back to like Peter the Great. Like you yeah, got to go yeah, way back. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we'll do that. History of Russia someday. That'd be fascinating. That'd be really awesome. Yeah. But yeah, little news and brews episode. We'll be, we'll be grinding along as again, like, we, you know, I, I know we've put off the Ukraine thing for a while, but like. I think it was the best decision that we've ever made. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, no. There are way too many hot takes yeah, that are... Yeah. yeah. Totally. So, guys, thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a, a lovely week. Cheers. Cheers. Can we get a clink? Maybe. Hey gang, Keller Paulson here. I know what you're thinking. What's going on? Who is this guy? Am I right? Well, I'm the host of Keller's Couch. Now, Keller's Couch is an interview podcast where I, Keller Paulson, interview people I find interesting that are doing cool things in the community. But it's not just that. My friends at Slapstick Improv and myself, we also do some improv comedy and sketch comedy every other episode. So, if this tickles your fancy, why don't you scoot on down pop a squat on Keller's couch. Bye. Highline Media Network. Artist-owned podcasts by normal people in normal places.